0: Hey, everybody. I'm Boogie. I'm Head. And
1: this is Block Talk. We are Cement Block Productions. We're a small production company, minority-owned, by the way, that helps small businesses grow their social media platform. And this is our podcast. Me and TJ have been friends for
0: quite some time, and we met in the craziest of places. Yeah, prison. <laughs> so, you know, we're doing it just to, you know, further everything far as business-wise and you know just trying to stay out the way it's entertainment it's fun that's all it is yeah and we cover a wide
1: range of topics you know what i'm saying uh i like to say the three s's sports society and simps because we got a problem with all three and you realize that me and head agree on a lot but there are some things that we will just not see eye to eye on and that's fine because that's part of podcasting anyway we hope you enjoy the episode and you continue to enjoy it and uh follow us on Instagram at cement block underscore productions, on TikTok, on Instagram, all that good jazz. Make sure to follow, like, and subscribe the video on YouTube also.
0: Yeah, if you want to follow us personally, my Instagram is D-A underscore Honcho H-O-N-C-H-O-5-9. And with that, enjoy the episode.
1: Take what I want if I really like it. I'm a fucking beast, I, I just look nice, train like a machine, no bird Christ. I'ma shoot my shot, you know, shoot a shoot. Look you dead in the eye. Tell me who are you? This- you back to Hello. Hey, Alicia. Hi. Right. So just gonna start the podcast. I'ma introduce you, and then we're ready to roll. Perfect. Let's go. All right, here we go. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Block Talk. I'm Boogie. Hancho. And today we have a very special guest. If you came here from Instagram, you know that we posted her. And uh, we have two time, count them, two time world champion, a great author, uh, co host of podcast, Dark Arts Podcast, an amazing woman, all around badass. Ladies and gentlemen, Alicia Zap.
2: Hi. Jazz snaps, jazz
1: snaps. Bang, bang, bang.
2: <laughs> that was quite the introduction.
1: I I try, man. Like I said, I, I really hyped up Josh last week, so I think that I'm riding the train, and the, the worst part is I can only go up, because right? if I go down, people are going to be offended. Hey, how you doing,
0: Alicia? Don't believe I'm him. i
1: well. How are
2: you? Don't believe him.
0: He's been studying that, writing it down, rough drafting it since you said you are doing the show. Honestly, I've been doing it continuously for
1: the past 24 hours (laughs) i haven't even spoken english i've only been introduced saying the introduction and people are like who is that i'm like don't worry about it no 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 my bad in the mirror all night all day all day i've been practicing so i hope it sounded great
2: it was perfect nailed it
1: excellent then well alicia welcome to block talk man uh one of i'd say the most controversial podcast out here right now
2: (laughs) i like it thank you
0: thank you how you doing today
2: i'm doing pretty well how are you guys doing
0: oh great 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 enjoying the day uh, could be
1: better could be worse but don't nobody give a damn so <laughs> just uh real quick before we start the podcast uh well we are sorry shut up now, officially start the podcast we did uh, man, man, moving man, on okay. um so just real quick uh i did want to touch on what happened in uh, uvalde texas the other day uh you know thoughts and prayers to everybody out there that happened to the uh the nineteen victims and their families. Uh well twenty one victims and their families and counting unfortunately a lot of people have been hospitalized and you know uh it's unfortunate what happened out there. But uh let's talk about something a little bit better, man. Something a little bit more, you know, bright okay. and cheery and whatnot. I had a question,
0: Alicia.
2: Okay. What what's up? Okay, so
0: you're Arthur, correct? Yes I am. Okay. Do you and Josh ever bounce ideas off each other like how do, I, I hear about writer's block and all that kind of things. I'm, I'm not a writer. I, I can post stuff on Facebook to make me seem smart, but that's about it. But how do y'all, you know, bounce ideas off each other when it comes to trying to, you know, write books or just come up with things?
2: Um, I think that we um, bounce ideas off of each other, but we also take a lot of inspiration from each other. Mm. Um It's funny because sometimes we'll actually end up writing uh, very similar pieces about very similar um, events that take place, like, right after it happens. But um, we'll send each other, like, our rough drafts of shit and just kind of, like, go over it with each other. We'll paint and stuff like that um, and kind of really just take inspiration from each other. Okay. So for those of you guys that
1: don't know, our guest last week was uh, Josh Thomas. Shout out the Homegrown Podcast. Uh, Him and Alicia are actually in a relationship which, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty great. We actually talked to Josh last week a little bit about his relationship with Alicia. So I kind of wanted to get your point of view because uh, here at Black Talk, Boogie believes that single women give terrible advice and that women should actually take advice from women who are in successful relationships because obviously you guys know what it takes to keep mm-hmm. a man and, you know, stay happy in a relationship, especially when you guys doing a lot of traveling and fighting and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. I, th- I think that's some good advice. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm here to give all the advice.
1: Yeah, I like hearing that, man. Because, listen, I don't know. People hate when I say that shit. They're like, single women give great advice. And I'm like, untrue. That's why you're single. But... <laughs> exactly.
2: Exactly. Like, yeah, they don't know what i are actually talking about.
1: Thank you. So, I, I did want to ask you. So, you are a uh, sort of stepmother figure to uh, Josh's daughter. I believe her name is Sadie, yes. correct? Yes. Okay, perfect. Uh, so, yeah, you're kind of a stepmother figure to Sadie. And uh, I know that she uh, has her, her mother in her life, but like I said, I know that she spends a lot of time with you guys and stuff like that. So I wanted to ask, when Alicia, uh, sorry, when Sadie turns about, let's say, hopefully, the ripe old age of 32 and starts dating, uh, yeah. what, what sort of advice would you give her uh, when she starts dating?
2: Um, honestly, just... Um... You know, be careful and um take your time. Really really get to know the person before you actually make a decision if you want to or not.
1: Oh that you know it's so interesting about that? Josh actually gave gave her the exact same advice. Oh wow. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> hey, great minds think alike. But you see what I mean you know women a in a relationship thing. give great advice. They do. <laughs> we do. That's what I'm saying, man. Oh Jesus Christ. Sorry. Uh we're drinking a little bit of whiskey right now, you know, like I said. Uh me and Lisa not- had a conversation earlier and it made me want to start drinking. Does that make me an alcoholic? Probably not because I can afford it. So yeah, right. I don't think it's a problem until I can't afford it. But right now I can. So it's all good. He uh,
2: is <laughs> smoking a little bit of weed. So Perfect. there you go, man. Listen, there's
1: nothing wrong with a, a jazz cigarette every now and again. <laughs> you know, uh, what, what is it? The devil's lettuce, you know?
2: Um, well, I lived in Michigan for about seven years and weed has been legal, like, almost the entire time I was there, so um, now living somewhere re- where weed is not as easily accessible or actually like, legal,
1: mm-hmm. um, really
2: weird for me because, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, we're in Texas, hashtag cannot relate. This is a
0: very strict no-drug state.
1: Listen to that. I'm all for everybody doing what they, what they want to do. I, myself, allegedly, of course, internet, uh, partook of the uh, wacky tabacky over the weekend when I went out with a friend. And, I mean, I had a great time.
2: I mean, I, I feel like I always have a good time when I'm smoking. Um, yeah. There's always some sort of benefit to it. I Definitely, man. I don't drink a shit ton, but like, um, I smoke a lot, so.
1: That's cool, man. Look, I, I think that weed definitely has its place. Especially, I noticed uh, mostly fighters, I noticed they're either like, real big on, uh, uh, weed or on uh, like like uh, uh, like acid or mushrooms, something a little bit more psychedelic. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where, so,
2: uh, I actually love um psychedelics like mushrooms and uh, DMT. Um, don't really like acid so much, but mm. um, I'm a huge advocate for all of those things. I think they're great. Uh, you know they they make you look at yourself and actually reevaluate things. But yeah. Also, it's really good for your brain. It, like, necks yeah. your brain. Um, so,
0: huge advocate for that. Yeah, I, I heard, I met this guy. He told me something about him taking sh- um, mushrooms, I believe. And he told me he's seen an ant decide, like, in the size of a human. Oh like, shit! He was really tripping. Like he was outside going crazy by a tree, well, and I'm play. like, bro, what? Did, what happened? Like after he calmed down, he's like, bro, you didn't see them ants. I'm like, no, we was in juvenile boot camp, and I'm like, bro, no, I've been out here all day. What ants? Yeah, like bro, them huge ass ants over there. I'm like, bro, nah. He like, bro, them hoes was like our size.
1: Well, maybe maybe, right. maybe was side side side
0: that. he wasn't <laughs> really uh, addressing maybe, I, I would say. I'm like, that is not for me <laughs> if you said ants my size. Listen, I was T-
1: talking to a couple... Oh, what was that, Alicia? I'm sorry.
2: That would be wild. Like I've tripped like quite a few times and that I've never be. seen an ant be the size of a human. I feel like that'd be a little
1: terrifying. Alyssa, yeah. I, I have one experience with mushrooms. I was uh, 16 years old, allegedly, and I was at my friend's house and uh, shout out white people. Uh, I, was with my white, I was with my white friend, Winston, man. And we had some, uh, we had some mushroom tea. And I remember uh, we used to both be in art together. And he had like this black light in his room. So I was over at his place. His mom was like super cool. You know, she made us the tea or whatever. We smoked a little pot. We went back to his room, bro. He put on some psychedelic, like chill music on the speakers. He started like drawing like Master Chief from Halo on the wall. And, you know, he's using these colors that's, like, going up against the black light. It was super dope. And he's like... And I was just, like, having such a cool-ass trip, bro. And then this is where I fucked up at, right? So I didn't really fuck up, but this is the thing I think that maybe you should do it with someone that can kind of help keep you in check. Because I I looked out the window, right? So he had these blackout curtains. I don't know what possessed me to look out the window. And then outside looked, like, terrifying because how chill it was inside. You know, it was all this traffic. And to me, cars that are going by at light speed. And, Mm -hmm. uh... I started freaking out just a little bit, and I was like, "I was like, oh my god!" I was like, "We can never leave." He's like, "Bro, just, just chill." He's like, "Look, just listen to the music. Sit down." He's like, "Just let the music overcome you." And he's like, "Just look at Master Chief." And I just like, <laughs> I just like laid down in the bed, bro. And I was just like watching him draw, and it was like the best shit ever, bro. It was yeah. great. I loved it. That sounds amazing. I feel like um
2: when you're tripping, you can literally like see music. If that makes any sense.
1: Yes, like you can feel it coursing through your body almost. Is what yeah yeah but listen I almost felt like
0: uh god
1: who was that oh shit uh there there was a show do you remember that show that came out when we're in prison empire yeah okay do you remember where like he goes a little crazy and he starts painting and then it turns out he's painting music because he sees music in color it was kind of like that it felt like music is seen differently like when you're on a like a good trip you know what I mean like it's seen as just serene and peaceful Mm -hmm. I would say but uh I did want to ask something Alicia so I know you're from a small town in Ohio Mm-hmm. And you started BJJ when you were about uh, five years old, right?
2: Um, I started wrestling when I was five.
1: Oh, you started wrestling. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's all kind of a blur right now. I crammed. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> but, um, wrestling, yeah. wrestling when I was
2: five. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so you started wrestling when you were five years old. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Small town uh, city, or, you know, town, I guess, in yeah. Ohio. Uh, how does this five-year-old girl who starts taking up wrestling become a two-time world champion like did you always know like when you started wrestling like this is something I want to do professionally because I'm a badass at it or did it just kind of you notice as you're going Um, along you got better and then you decided that you wanted to be professional
2: um I guess I always liked winning ever since I was little and like I had a lot of coaches tell me that I shouldn't do it because I'm a girl so that just made me want to win more and then Mm -hmm. I thought much past it um except for like the moms would always be like, oh, are you going to do this when you're in high school? Like, I didn't know, like, why not? Like, sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I think when I was in, like, fourth grade, I met, it was was around, like, 2000, I don't honestly, I think it was, like, fourth grade, sorry. Um, But I met an Olympic coach. Oh, wow. He actually approached me and was, like, you know, put it in my ear that I could do that. So then I actually started thinking about actually wrestling longer, but. I never liked school, and college wasn't for me, and I always remembered seeing fighting on TV, so I, that's kind of when I made the switch.
0: Oh, man, that's super dope. Oh, am yeah. I've always thought, like, I can get in the ring and fight, but then I changed my mind because I see some people get kicked. and it looked like it hurts
1: you know seeing somebody get kicked in the gym yeah
0: i've seen them (laughs) like i've seen i don't i don't know too much about mma or all these different like fighting arenas so Mm -hmm. um it's this is new for me talking to you and when we talk to josh also but i just be like man i don't know you gotta have that mindset while you're in there that You can't let, you know, you can't outthink the situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You got to stay in control of what's going on. And I feel like if I get kicked too hard or I get just punched too hard, my whole game plan is going out the window. Because now, I don't know what. I Like, that hurt. Like, I've seen people get kicked and fall straight asleep standing up. Yeah.
2: Um, Yeah. Sometimes that that will happen. But, like, lucky for me, my natural instincts are wrestling since – I started when I was five. So, like, wrestling always ends up taking over for me when it's those type of situations. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, Mike Tyson had that great quote, man, when he used to be fighting. He used to say, everybody has a game plan until they Just get, punched in, the get punched in the face. Yeah. And look, this is my thing, man. I mean, obviously, I, I like to always refer to fighting as a brutal, a brutal, beautiful dance. Because, honestly, it's a chess match with your entire body. You're, I think that most of the time, I mean, don't get me wrong, technique definitely plays a big part, but so does mentality, and I think so does, like, a drive. You know what I mean? Because let's be honest, there are some people when they fight, and at least I'm sure you know these people, you can see it when you're at the gym and stuff. You can see the people that, like, are just more hungry and that want it more and that put in more time and effort. And like Mm -hmm. I said, when they lose, they take it as an opportunity to learn and grow from it, I think.
2: Yep. I would agree with that. I mean, you always see the best uh, losing coming back and uh you know ending up on top like i i turned a two fight losing streak into another world title so you
0: know yeah
2: and the mind is like over half of fighting and it's weird like even leading up to the fight i guess it's not normal to like schedule to be locked in a cage with another human being who is gonna fight you um Mm -hmm. It, it's it's a weird feeling so the nerves are definitely a lot more than just uh um then i think that the nerves are the least when the fight is going on like as yeah. soon as the cage door is locked it's go time and you know do
1: you, pretty- you probably think the the, the walk up is probably the most stressful i think yes yes and, uh, man, again i mean i don't mean to be just hitting mike tyson a lot but uh you know he said he used to cry before his fights like in the locker room like cuz he was so scared and the, but then like he would he would go out and he's like it's go time. No, he said he was terrified before every fight. But again, yeah. he's like when the lights hit, it just a, a flip switched in him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like I, I think you have to have that because mm-hmm. uh, I I mean I've seen it personally and I, I don't know maybe if you have Alicia there are some people that like in training camp or like at the gym you're like, oh my God, this person's like a world beater. Like they can be champion. And then the lights come on, bro, and they freeze and they just do shit in the ring. Like when it's actually time to put dollars to donuts. Yeah.
2: Yep, I've definitely seen that happen many times. And I mean, I've definitely been that person at times. So
0: yeah. Yeah, But see, you know, sorry, you know, I know Boogie probably said this before Mm -hmm. about how me and him being in prison. And Mm -hmm. it happens like that like we we'll see guys who always shadow box and do all this stuff doing like before a fight and doing all this working out and then you get in the fight and then it all goes out the window mm-hmm. and be like so crazy it be like how did you all this stuff you're acting like you're preparing for and then you get there when it matters and you get embarrassed in a situation and I feel like I will fall in that category like I've been in fights, I understand that concept of it, but like in prison it's a different fight than being outside. Cause we're fighting, like we had to fight for certain situations mm-hmm. and pretty much at times people's lives are on the line at that. Mm-hmm. But uh, do it how you guys do it, I applaud y'all. Like you are way braver and stiffer and tougher than me to try it because mm-hmm. I, I know for sure I cannot do it. And I just applaud you. I looked at your profile. I've seen all your pictures and stuff like that. And I just be like, well, she got me. (laughs) She got me. I know for sure if I get in the ring, I'll be the best defensive player cuz I'm just run. i run. I need to make it through the rounds. How many rounds I got? 6, 3 minute rounds. So you going to lose my points. Why would you go there? Hey, hey. I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna throw a kick, throw a punch just to get her away and I'm gonna keep moving. You ain't worth hey, shit. If I get one or two punches and you don't touch me, I really want this fight. You're
1: that's, you're your
0: Bad game plan, honestly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Terrible game plan, son. Listen, man, I think if I can sneak a couple of jabs a couple of the sidekicks, y'all call it to the leg or something. Listen, man, and then run. A boring, a
2: boring win is still a win.
1: I mean, these are facts. Hey. But listen, do me a favor: don't ever join IFC because I will not watch you. I listen; I'll cheer you on from afar, but I'll never watch. Yeah, that's
0: all.
1: That's all. Uh, so, <laughs> just switching uh, switching gears real quick, Alicia. I did want to ask you something. Um, so obviously, you know, right now you're dating Josh, and y'all have been dating for a while and stuff like that. And you know, but I know you're pretty young, and obviously, you know. Let's not lie to ourselves here. I'm pretty sure there were, you know, people that you dated before Josh. Have you always dated fighters or what does dating look like? Well, let's be honest, you could probably kick ninety percent of your boyfriend's asses. Yeah. Like yeah. how does how does that go along? Because that 'Cause that's gotta be an ego fuck for some dudes, honestly. Um, well,
2: I mean I've always dated a martial artist. Mm. Just because martial artists doesn't always mean that they're like an alpha or I'm very I'm a very alpha female. So like mm-hmm. I I, who I feel like can actually protect me and I don't feel like I don't know. It's always led me to dating martial artists.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh
0: fuck, what else did you ask? Sorry. <laughs> not cool, man. You're hot. <laughs> 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 has it ever been an issue about like how good you are or
2: Oh definitely. That is yeah, definitely caused like... problems.
1: Yeah. yeah. I I well, would, that say, would you say that's probably been the, like, the, uh, I don't want to say the word failure, but uh, like the reason why y'all broke up most of the time because they feel some type of way? Yeah, I mean, they, they see you getting the belt put across your waist and then they're over here still like in the amateur league, which there's nothing wrong with that. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's got to be a little bit emasculating. If I'm over there standing in the I background, like- I
2: mean, I'm happy for you,
0: but I'm also kind of pissed off for myself.
2: You guys are roasting so hard right now and I love it. Oh,
0: <laughs> Because <But, laughs> it happens like, I, like I said I seen your profile and I even said it to boogie I'm like man she's she's fit like I like fit women I like women who are in shape and everything like that so I'm like she's fit she's a right like fit but I also thought the same way as he thought like I don't feel like I, I know I can fight I know all that but I don't feel like I can date a woman who goes in the cage for a living and beat people up <laughs> and then I come home and she say, Hey, why aren't the dishes made? Oh, my bad, babe. I'm on the way. Right. Like, I don't want to argue with you right here because I just seen you sleep this person in two minutes and you told me to do the dishes. I'm sorry. I do apologize. I'm going to do the dishes. The food will be ready. Like, that will be a perfect relationship because I've never argued. Was- Would that be perfect? That sounds like he's so unhappy. <laughs> but I feel like, man, I'm scared that... I'm going to say something, and I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to somehow end up in a certain lock, and I'm praying, like, let me go. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not insecure about it, but it's a thought. Like, this can't happen. She can sleep me, (laughs) and I can wake up in the morning.
2: uh, Yeah, I definitely need the right type of guy.
0: I
1: I, I get it, man. Listen, Alicia, (laughs) you don't want to be putting anybody in a guillotine in the kitchen. You know (laughs) what I mean? Because I've seen that photo you posted of you uh, hitting that hardcore guillotine right there, man. Nobody wants that in their life.
2: Uh,
1: Nobody I, wants that smoke. Nobody <laughs> wants that
2: problem. Yeah. I mean. Definitely so,
1: not. So as a, as a female fighter, right? Uh, and again, you being a stepmom to a, uh, to a little girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Josh has said that he would probably definitely want her to maybe do some wrestling and stuff like that would you again being at the high top notch level that you are would you want to teach her something like if she did if she wanted to learn would you want her to learn from you or would you prefer maybe that she went to a school or a teacher because i feel again as a female that's done it at the highest level i think that you would probably be the best to teach sadie but i guess that's a personal preference between you and josh obviously
2: um honestly it'd be really what you would want um so First off, disclaimer, I do not want my kid to fight and like um, since I'm a stepmom I wouldn't want to see her get in the ring. I also literally just had my eyelids stitched back together like two weeks ago. So Yeah, like,
1: I saw. I saw. I
2: don't don't really want it for my kids. But yeah. you know, if she would want to learn from me, I would love to teach her. Um <laughs> I would love if, you know, she could get into some jujitsu. I feel like that's a really good martial art for all women. Um mm-hmm. For everybody to know, but specifically women, um, yeah. and smaller people, I guess. Um, but I would, yeah, it would be up to her if she wanted to learn from me. Yeah, teacher. But if she wanted to go somewhere else and learn it, then yeah, that'd be cool too.
1: Okay, i was just i was curious about that also because, like I said, for for women, especially like a lot of, uh, let's be honest, sometimes it can be terrifying being a woman. You know what I mean? Because let's be honest, mm-hmm. men. Typically the average man is superior to the average woman physically, yeah. like as far as strength, like brute strength and stuff goes. You yeah. know what I mean? So I I can only imagine that as as a woman, that would be terrifying if you don't know what you're doing. Obviously, you don't deal with that problem, but you know, like for, for the average woman. Like I'm gonna be honest, man. My, my my sister, she went to the army, she's packing heat because <laughs> I remember mean, one time she was in a parking lot. She called me. She was in a parking lot just walking to her car, and two dudes just try to like snatch her. Like I'm like that's a crazy thought that I would never have. I'm a like, dude. Like you're not like someone's gonna snatch me at a gas station. Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Um, it is a very real reality, I guess, for women and it's pretty shitty. But um it's nice knowing how to protect myself. Uh it's yeah. yeah, like I mean, I don't I don't walk around like I think that anyone's gonna steal me at any time. Like I don't know, I know a lot of people, a lot of women walk around like that. Hell, I've even heard of fighters that um they're still like afraid to you know walk on the street alone and stuff
1: oh
2: yeah but i mean i don't know wow that's got
1: to be terrifying
2: oh yeah i mean and especially like i am four foot 11 oh jesus yeah and i fucking i fight at 105 115 pounds so like Mm -hmm. a small woman so like um this is Probably the only thing that could have instilled a certain type of confidence in me um, that has been instilled.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I,
1: I I do have a question. And I've been trying to think of how to word this for like the past three days. So, I'm just going to go ahead and just be a straight shooter here. Okay. Uh, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. But So, I was wondering, right? Because, you know, uh, all fighters have to cut before a fight to make weight and stuff. Or at least most do anyway. Because a lot of people don't fight at their natural weight. Yeah. So for like for men, I know that the cuts can be very brutal, but for women, I know that there's different stuff that affects y'all because, you know, if it's that time of the month, y'all naturally bloat, y'all retain a lot of water. Also, you know, women, you know, have breasts and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. How hard is it usually for you to like cut for a fight? And if it is like, let's say about that time of the month where you're retaining a lot of water and stuff like that, will they make an exception or is are you just like, fuck, like you got to just deal with it?
2: Oh, you're you're just fucked. But most of the time, um, when you're cutting weight, it'll make your period start anyway. So like nine times <laughs> that's happening, and that fucking sucks.
1: <laughs> Holy shit! Um, I, yeah. man, I, I never would have thought that, man. That's crazy. But yeah, I was literally thinking that because I think I was watching some of your highlights, and I was, I was seeing you and another fighter like at the weigh in, mm-hmm. and I remember the other fighter looked like she kind of had like a little bit of like a bloated belly. And I was like, damn, dude, I was like, I wonder if that affects them cutting their weight. Because you retain any little bit of water, Mm -hmm. correct, like when it's about that time?
2: Yeah, Um, it definitely affects the cut. Um, My cut to 105 used to be fucking terrible. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is that why you've kind of sort of moved up a little bit to a little bit higher weight class?
2: Yep, because I used to have to cut like 20 pounds to get to 105, and that's just a lot of fucking weight, especially when you barely weigh over 100 pounds.
1: Yeah. I can only imagine. And then you only got to stay like that for, what is it, like 24 hours, right? Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, so are you a big proponent on, like, what some fighters do where they get, like, an IV drip after their, after their uh, weigh-in and stuff like that so that way they can get rehydrated? Because I know it's also dangerous if you rehydrate too quickly and stuff like that. Like, I've heard of, like, terrible things happening to fighters trying to rehydrate after a cut.
2: Well, I definitely know that um it is frowned upon by some organizations or illegal by with some so i okay i see how it's helpful and if everybody's doing it you might as well do it mm-hmm. um but i've never tried it or anything
1: um okay yeah. so you just naturally like rehydrate and stuff like that like, like what's a rehydrating yeah. process for you after a weigh-in
2: um so your body can only process a liter of water an hour or so I'll switch back and forth between electrolytes and water um, every hour until I get back up to the weight that I started at.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, so you're like Bobby Boucher out there. You're drinking high quality H two O, huh? <laughs> uh-huh.
2: yeah. Water. Most of the time, I'll like mix my Pedialyte with my water, so it's cause Pedialyte's kind of thick, and I don't really like it that much.
1: Yeah, got it. So I put it together to thin it out. Don't. <laughs> Don't don't clip that Instagram. Don't clip that. Alicia likes it thick. Don't clip that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: joking. They're like, they gonna bang you on everything. <laughs> Instagram don't care. A-
1: the internet is a savage. The internet is undefeated. Okay. Oh yeah. And
2: that's
1: I'm not a perfect.
2: Fight. Perfect.
1: Listen, that's that's why I don't. That's why I don't care, man. I just I find it hilarious the shit that they say. Mm-hmm. But it's what it is. So listen, we have a few what some would call unpopular opinions here at Block Talk when oh. it comes to dating. And so I just kind of want to run the gauntlet with you real quick because again, you're a woman in a successful relationship. So mm-hmm. I think that you can be honest about this to to a certain If you don't agree, that's totally fine. I definitely would love to get your insight on this. Okay. Okay. First one: Can men and women be friends? Um, like outside of work, or like you know, obviously you have training partners and stuff like that. But I just mean like, let's say a random guy, right, just comes up to Alicia's app and is like, hey you know obviously hitting on you ask for your number and just says oh no but we can just be friends
2: oh no if somebody's like hitting on no
1: right because there's obviously that undercurrent of yeah him obviously wanting to be sexual
2: yeah um and- i mean like
1: please be I as possible
2: feel like if it's somebody that you've known like your entire life that you grew up with
1: well yeah, th- there's always exceptions yeah
2: that's okay but like other than that like no that's yeah that's what saying.
1: Saying. I, I always exclude childhood friends uh coworkers cuz i also think i listen i'm yeah. not friends with my goddamn
0: co-workers. you know what i mean i mean they're there and i fuck around but yeah it but, but yeah, to me it's it's the part of when a guy approaches a female his mindset is not saying hey i'm going just for, to be her friend off the yeah.
2: no that's that's never okay
0: he yeah. has other thoughts what well, put him in the friend zone is the woman.
2: Uh-huh. The woman
0: will say, Hey, I'm not interested. Hey, I might, I'm in a relationship or whatever the situation might be, but we can be friends. And she genuinely, genuinely just wants to be friends. But like we've spoken before, I'll be your friend until that moment you're sitting here crying, you're drunk, we're out doing it. Then, if I ever see that loop, you know, that space uh-huh. to get in. I'm going to shoot my shot.
2: Of course. Yeah.
0: But then that's not a real friend. No, that's what I'm, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Right. That's why, you know,
2: right. Like that, that friendship is never going to actually work out as a friendship.
1: See, because again, I, I think that men need to have male friends. Right. Because it's like, yeah. and, and women too, women need to have, you know, uh, other women as friends. Also I'm saying you should have same sex friends because y'all can relate on a deeper level that the other sex will not understand. You know what I mean? yeah let's just say hypothetically here alicia you and i are friends i'm not going to understand any of your womanly problems and you're not going to understand any any of my no my problems you know what i mean yeah like it'll never happen like i won't understand your struggle as as a woman from a man's perspective not genuinely you know what i mean i mean i might like i said there are some guys out here these white knights or these like fake feminists and shit they come out here and they're like, no, this, "I'm friends with fucking women, bro." See, yes. I'm friends with them guy,
0: but I, I told you before, I have a male what best a friend and I have a female best friend. Now, my female friend, I better be that we've been friend. friends since I was like 15 or 16. Again, years that's the exception old. though. But it turned out it wasn't like I grew up with her like that because you know I went to prison when I was like I remember. So I she was just an association <laughs> of my circle. And we became cool. I came home, and she was still there. Yeah. So we have a you know genuine friendship. But again, y'all made it fifteen, right? Yeah. So it, so thank you for proving my.
1: I appreciate no. that. But you
0: know, it was <laughs> an eight and a half year gap. Listen, in between I, I appreciate it. our communication. Listen. So I feel like that played a role.
1: I appreciate you basically doing a two minute yes, and you are correct. I appreciate that. That was I the longest. That. that was the longest yes, you're right, boogie ever, which I appreciate well, greatly. Poss- it's,
0: it's possible.
1: <laughs> So uh, the, the the next thing that I wanted to bring up uh, that I noticed a lot of women don't like to hear, uh, I think that as a man, you're supposed to exhibit uh, husbandly traits when you're trying to uh, court a woman. You know, like when you're trying to get yeah. with a girl, you have to yeah. show husbandly traits, right? Yeah. Okay. Is it wrong as a man to expect a woman... like like? Is it wrong, like, if Josh expected y'all when y'all were dating, is it wrong for him to expect you? Well, I don't want to say expect. Expectations are terrible. But is it wrong for him to want you to show, you know, motherly, wifely traits, like, no. while y'all are still dating?
2: No, like, you should both be showing those things.
1: Exactly. Because some women, like, I've gotten this personally, and so has Tommy before, where... You know, you'll talk to a woman about showing like wifely traits and she's like, yeah, but I'm not a wife yet. And it's like, yeah, but this is a job interview and you're fucking failing like You're trying to get this job. <laughs> I mean, because let's, let's be real. Right? If uh, again, hypothetical situation here, you you and I go on a date. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't pay for dinner. I don't open your door. Somebody smacks you right on the ass and I don't do a bitch ass thing. Like these are like non manly, non husband material traits that I'm showing you. Mm-hmm. you should never call me back. Like, no. honestly.
2: No, I, w- I would never call that person back. No.
1: It ex- exactly. So I, I find it strange when when I, so I give advice to my sister sometimes about dating and stuff like that. Shout out Rose as always. Uh, and I tell her, I'm like, listen, man, because uh, she's like, how can I stand out to this guy that I really like? I said, when well, next time you go over to his place, I said, if you see something dirty, like if you see a dish or something laying around or maybe the counter's dusty. I was like, just kind of straighten up a little bit just to kind of show him like, hey, I see that you've been busy lately. You haven't had a chance to get to this. I'm going to do it for you to show you that I can be an asset in your life, not a liability.
2: Completely. Um, One thing, one thing that I would always do is like um, uh, make sure that I make the bed every single morning. Um, Then it's like, I travel a lot. So when when I visit my family, Mm
1: -hmm. uh,
2: Josh would notice one day that the bed is not made when I'm there. <laughs> I'm
1: there. See, making making them miss you though. Just say, I see, I see what you're doing, Alicia. A little subconscious shit. You don't know I mean? I, say gone longer than two days in a row because Josh will starve to death. Is what I'm <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. Listen, shout out the great Josh Thomas, man. It's yeah. all love, dude.
2: Yeah. Um, oh, so actually speaking of Josh, real quick. Yes. And on June 16th, he's gonna be riding a bull. So I'm sorry. I, yeah, he's going to be riding a bull. And oh, I thought that was pretty
1: interesting. A real bull? Yeah. Does he not value his head? Listen, if he doesn't get punched enough, just tell him to slack up on the defense. <laughs> he <laughs>
2: used to ride them when he was younger and he hasn't in a while. And... Oh,
1: okay. So he has like training and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. I'm Which excited. Is, I don't know, man. That's also
1: nervous to watch. But, listen, bulls have a lot of force in those legs. Do you, yeah. do you know what they do to bulls? to get them to act the way they act. Yeah, they zap they, their nuts. No, they tied the they tie rope. His- yeah.
0: There.
1: Yeah, they Alicia zap their nuts. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I, nope, I,
0: nope. No, That's terrible. I, I barely ride a mechanical bull.
1: I, I don't even do that. Listen, listen, man, if you look at, uh, listen, this is gonna sound crazy, but just next time you're out there watching somebody ride a mechanical bull, like a, a heterosexual man, look how gay that shit looks like. <laughs> No no offense, because look, let's be real. Mechanical bull operators, let's say. right? Let's be real. Alicia, have you ever rode a mechanical bull? Oh,
2: yeah, I've rode a let's mechanical Let's be honest.
1: He does the most to make every part of your body jiggle and vibrate in a very oh. uh, sexual manner when he's operating the goddamn bull. He don't care about you falling off.
0: Uh, yeah, he'd be doing all kinds of
1: shit. Would that be an accurate statement, Alicia?
2: Oh, completely. They, they make those... It looks very... Um looks very gay well,
1: very, <laughs> it, it looks but, very homoerotic it's like why yeah. are you doing homoerotic that,
2: that is the word yeah, yeah. It's like, why,
1: why are you doing this to me bro it's like, <laughs> listen you can't fall off a bull like a mechanical bull. you can't ride a mechanical bull or fall off a mechanical bull in a very straight masculine way, way. Yeah. like a straight no. way it can't happen no, it, no. it's not meant I, don't, I think mechanical bulls are meant for bachelor parties in vegas but i mean listen <laughs> a, a real bull Listen, man, we've already said it before. Josh, Josh Thomas
0: is a bad motherfucker. Yeah, tip my hat to you, man.
1: And, yeah. uh, listen, he continues to show bad motherfucker traits.
0: I look at it after you're done, you know, make sure yeah. it's on camera. So listen, well.
1: I'll watch you and my neck will hurt watching you, but listen. I man.
2: will be videotaping it and posting it on my YouTube. I actually post a lot of vlogs and Then shit.
1: I can't wait to see, man. Listen, I hope he lasts all eight seconds. That's how long?
2: I hope so, too. Yeah, it's only eight
1: seconds. Listen, I know that sounds like a long time for you, but outside of the bedroom, that's not that long. <laughs> it's all love, though. Knock, wow. knock this down for I knock you down. Knock this down for I knock, knock you down. Get up. What a fucking hater, bro. Yeah. I thought it was longer. I thought it was going like, no, it looks longer. No, it's only, the, but you know why? It's because of the tension and like the shit that's like, it's like terrifying. Like, I, I, don't, I can only imagine being on the bull. It's got to feel like forever. I was on a fucking horse and I know better. Because uh, taking that back to fighting, right? Do you get that time distortion alicia like when the when the the round is going do you get that like slowdown time or that speed up time where it's like fuck I've been here forever or like oh my god I can't believe the round's already over
2: um I've honestly I've trained my body to really just kind of work in like five minute increments this way I I kind of know. Like where I'm at in the round, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it will be like, "Holy shit, the round's like already over," but I don't think time ever goes like too
1: slow. Okay, so you don't get like that weird distortion where it's like, "Oh my god, I've been fighting for 32 minutes and it's only been like 30 seconds."
2: <laughs> um, no, not really.
1: Okay, I, I got. I, just speaking from personal. I've gotten that in prison where I got into a fight and then the fight's over and it's like. God, man, I can't believe we fought for like a half hour, and they're like, "Dude, it was like five
0: seconds. Like that shit didn't last anything." <laughs> That's what that would happen to me. I get in the <laughs> ring, I get hit, I'm looking at the bell operator. <laughs> hey, like, over yet? You're like, I've been here for an entire six yeah, months, dude, and I don't hear six a Sorry, is, is anything going on? When I hear the minute bell, the thirty-minute second bell.
2: Yeah, like that—that that happens to me in jujitsu sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, because jujitsu, like, you're just trying to fucking choke each other out or break each other's limbs.
1: Yeah.
2: So, like, sometimes you'll get into, like, a really good scramble where there's, like, like five different moves attempted in a row, and, like, it feels like it's been forever, but, like, that was, like, 30 seconds. Oh, Jesus.
1: That's got to be terrible. <laughs> Especially yeah. if you're, like, trying to avoid the choke. It's got to be, like, I hope this bell dings really oh. soon. Yep
0: arm and it's on bar and yeah. i
1: pray the is about three listen, how many times have we seen fighters just like be saved like literally saved by a bell where it's like he's about to tap and then you just hear ding 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 and it's like oh shit oh many times it's it's crazy man god thank you thank you thank yeah, you. yeah thank you jesus <laughs> he listen he definitely found god in that ring yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but uh so Alita, right now who are your favorite three fighters out of any fighting league uh male or female that you just like you cannot wait for their next upcoming fight, where you're like, "Oh hell yeah!"
2: Um, one of my favorites is Yuri Prohaska. Okay, um, he is an amazing fighter. I'm excited for his next fight. Uh, he fights for the belt. Um, and then I love Rose Yuna's Her last oh. fight, but I love her.
1: Yeah, um, no, she's great. She'll come back. She'll come back.
2: Oh, definitely. Um, and then, I mean, I love the Diaz brothers. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Who doesn't, though? You know what I mean? Listen, those crazy potheads, smoke motherfuckers. Interesting how Josh Thomas isn't on that list. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um,
2: Josh actually says that I should be an honorary Diaz brother because I, too, have failed um, a drug test for weed. And I also have had an, um, a pretty even fight stopped because of a cut on my eye. So... Wanted to keep going, so technically- yeah.
1: I was I was seeing that, and that's crazy. I guess it's because they, you know, the the impair your Vision rule or whatever, where they're
0: like it's technically, I guess, quote unquote, not a fair fight anymore. But um,
2: yeah,
0: I mean, I I don't understand that because I've seen people with whole bubbles over their eye. Yeah, but the bubbles yeah, not yeah. popped is the thing. The thing is like so where she got cut at specifically her
1: because I was watching like the highlights or whatever. So where she got cut at, it's wow. right over the eyebrow. Yeah. So they're thinking like it could leak into your eye, obscuring your vision. So it's like, and you know that'll fuck with your depth perception. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because listen, I've never had my eye cut, but I've seen so hard I went blind in my left eye, and uh, it's terrible not being able to see out of one side of your face. Oh,
2: it's terrible. I actually started taking her down better once uh, my eye got cut, though, and I couldn't. No, like I said,
1: you're you're still doing good. I really don't know why they stopped that. Well, I mean, again, obviously, I know why technically. It's cause for, for your own safety, quote unquote. But yeah, I thought you were doing fine, man. I really didn't see a problem. I didn't see a reason to stop it, yeah. but you know, I, it's up to the discretion of the ref and you know, I mean, um, of course you can speak to it better. You know, sometimes depending the on the, doctor, menu go, um, like
2: the doctor like ran around the fucking cage and was like looking at my eye before mm-hmm. the, like halfway over. So I kind of had a feeling that she was going to stop it anyway. Cause yeah. like, the blood was going into my eye, and as soon as I blinked, it all, would all just, like, drain out, and I'd be able to see again. I was fine.
1: Yeah, so it would only be, like, like a split second of impairment, really. Yeah. Okay. Do, do you think that sometimes the refs are better in certain st- – I'm not going to lie, man. So far from what I've heard, uh, especially, like, UFC events here in Houston, because, you know, it's mostly, like, a lot of boxing down here. So, like, the referees and, like – the the judges, I mean, I'm sorry. The judges, mm-hmm. they don't – I guess, quote, unquote, know how to score correctly for, like, a MMA event. So do you think sometimes, like, definitely that there should be a consensus, training for all the judges? There
2: should should definitely be um, some sort of standard um, of training for the judges. Um, Too many fights get judged the wrong way just because the judges don't exactly know what they're looking at.
1: Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of fighters hate coming down here to Houston because the judges have made terrible decisions, terrible decisions the past couple of yeah. I, UFC events.
2: Yeah. And then um, sometimes, like, if there's a hometown person and the judges know that, the judges will, you know, give the fight to the hometown person.
1: I guess they did not get the memo about Derrick Lewis being from Houston because, goddamn, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. But...
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, know if you saw that. The did you see that that last Derek Lewis fight?
2: I believe I did.
1: Yeah, uh, it did not go well for Derek Lewis, and he is from from Houston, so that's mm-hmm. what people we were saying though they they were saying it was oh, okay, okay. Like I said, uh, you know, some people they just say that as in like, oh, the fighter's bad because he lost. It's, like, it's crazy that you can't even give a legitimate complaint where it's like, listen, these are like boxing judges; they don't know what the fuck they're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, because they don't take into account a lot of the times like. You know, the, the technique that comes into, especially more so with like BJJ and wrestling, I think yeah. that, that definitely is the part that gets misscored the most.
2: Mm-hmm. Completely like because a lot of the judges um, fucking they don't they don't know what a submission is. Yeah. So someone could be in danger like for half the round and a judge would not know.
1: Yeah, and I mean, there's sometimes when some people are just like sitting like in half guard and shit like that, and they're like, "Oh, uh, that person's in danger," and it's like, "No, he's not. It's just half guard, guy." Mm-hmm. But like I said, that's that's crazy. What 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 would you say for you personally? I guess in your fighting career, was just like to you the craziest shit that a judge ever said? Where it's like, "Oh, come on, that's like not even close."
2: Um, a judge. Um, I I don't really know, but... uh, Or a ref, whichever. My first pro fight, Mm -hmm. uh, I fought for King of the Cage, and the ref was Cecil Peoples. Cecil Peoples is literally the worst ref in all of MMA.
1: Great name, though, huh? (laughs) (laughs) What? I said great name, though, huh? Good name, shitty person, apparently. Listen, at Block Talk, we hate you, Cecil Peoples, but great name, though. (laughs) Shut up.
2: It is a decent name, but... Um, so in my first... In my first fight, he stood me up from, like, mount. I just punched her in the face, like, three times.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then just from many different positions on the ground, I think I ended up taking her down, like, eight times. Mm-hmm. But, like, every time I was punching her in the face, now I would just get stood back up. It was so annoying.
1: Yeah. I, I could see how that would be annoying, man. That's definitely not fun. <laughs>
2: He he was a he was a boxer when he was younger, so um, he didn't know, you know, God. he he wasn't a fan of the ground
0: fighting. Yeah, I have a question. I told you know I said it earlier. I'm not real big on the MMA thing. As far as you saying you got you had her on the ground, you got stood back up. What do that like? How is that a the reference? Did it stop mentioned. you from advancing on her while she was on the ground?
2: Yeah, so. If there's nothing going on on the ground for a little bit, usually the ref will warn you and then he will um, stop you where you're at, stand you up. Um, But I was literally taking her down, securing a position, and then from there punching her in the face. And then he would just stop us where we're at, stand us up.
1: Yeah, so you can't even really gain any, like, good control over this person because it's like you keep getting separated and standing up and that's definitely you because it's like I could have had this fight finished yeah and it's like okay. literally right there like within your grasp
0: forget you Cecil Peoples
1: yeah which are great name. yeah
2: right it's a good name but fuck <laughs> he's bad ref I yeah. still fight the fight but
1: he's a bad ref okay well now we know if Cecil Peoples ever wants to come on Block Talk you're not allowed sir yeah <laughs> gonna put your name though because I like the sound of it it rolls off but my you're tongue you're not away. for the people you're not for the people Cecil Peoples you're against the people uh, so another thing I want to ask, you you know, they've been talking for a long time about changing the rules about the, the six to 12 elbow, which for Tommy, that's the straight up and down elbow. You can't do that because they say it's very dangerous, which is not any more dangerous than everything else. The yeah. kick. I mean, listen, it's ridiculous. But, they, you know, they've been talking about changing that rule for a long time or like also the uh, uh, kicking while i like kicking someone while they're down or like kneeing someone while they're down. Yeah. What, what's your personal stance on that? Like, should the rule change does not really, bother? Um, what do you think?
2: I mean, I'm here for all of it. So I actually fought in Japan and over in Japan, you're allowed to, um, face stomp your opponent while they're on the ground or knee them when on the, when they're on the ground, um, you start
1: watching Japanese fighting.
2: I, I love it. Um, so personally, I think it would make it a lot more fun. Yes.
1: Yeah, I, I also don't really think it's, it's not more dangerous. I, I mean, I remember when the rule started was because of... guy I cannot remember the fighter's name right now. But I remember he came down with, like, a 6 to 12 elbow on somebody's face. And, Mm -hmm. like, it exploded the other fighter's fucking nose. So then, like, uh, a doctor and all types of people saw that shit. And they were like, that's too dangerous. You could kill Mm -hmm. someone. Where it's like... Yeah, but he also just got kicked in the jejunum 30 seconds ago.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And, like, it's literally the same elbow if you put even the tiniest amount of fucking angle on it it's still gonna
1: hurt
2: but I mean my, that's be- my best friend fought with me when I was in Japan and she ended up getting like kicked in the face a couple of times and I asked her she said that the face dumps well she got kicked in the face and also face dump yeah but said that they did not hurt nearly as bad as they look so I mean
0: I don't
1: know I mean that makes luck sometimes I can't
0: see your foot coming at my face and knowing I can't defend myself <laughs> I can't do so it. So you get, you can't get snap
1: kicked in the face. Like, uh, uh, uh at least you could probably help me here. Who Who's that fighter that just got knocked out by that great front snap kick?
2: Fucking um,
1: God! It just happened.
2: Was it Ferguson?
1: Yes, t- oh, dude. Tony Ferguson just got front snap kicked in the face. If you haven't seen that, guys, if you're listening, it go watch that shit.
2: It yeah. was incredible.
1: Yeah, it was a great, like, just technique wise, great front snap kick, man. I, 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 right to the fucking chin, dog. I, yeah, like, like, and listen, Tony Ferguson, bad fucking man. But it, yeah, listen, yeah. anybody can be knocked out, man. It happens to the best of them.
2: That fight was amazing. Oh, too, great. At so, point, um, yeah. they're both fucking fucking each other up, and like,
1: yeah,
2: i'm <laughs> knocked out.
1: Yeah, i will give you be honest, Uh, to, to you, who's the greatest shit talker in MMA? Because I mean, be I think it's a tie between Chael Sonnen and Conor McGregor it's for me. I,
2: I was going to say Chael Sonnen, but Conor McGregor can really fucking sell a fight.
1: I'm telling you, man. They're both so great. Chael Sonnen is freaking hilarious, man. He like, literally, he's called people retarded. Like, legitimately retarded to their faces. He's like, it's not my yeah. fault. You're incompetent. You're an idiot. Like, shit like that. It's great. But then Conor McGregor talks about your wife being in his DMs. So it's like, it's a different level of disrespect.
2: <laughs> I, I like Chael Sonnen's uh, shit talking. I don't remember who he was saying it about, but he was saying that somebody got out and like, pet the fucking
1: bus like it was a horse. And... <laughs> That's great. I love that guy. He's great. But yeah, like I said, there's something about Conor McGregor while breaking his ankle, talking about your wife being in his DMs that just will sell pay-per-views like nobody's business.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: By the way, how about him getting uh, super beefy lately? Like It looks like he belongs in a Taco Bell taco shell right now. He's so beefy. I
2: yeah. They haven't really been following him that much, but like the pictures oh. that I have seen like he does look kind of kind of
1: beefy right he looks freaking huge man look he yeah. looks ginormous <laughs> so I, I know you've heard the rumors of John Jones going up a weight class yeah to, to fight Francis Ngannou. Mhm. uh who do you got in that fight John
2: um I don't like John Jones personally
1: oh. I mean listen his personal character he's kind of an asshole but just we're talking about a fighter Oh no! Listen, your mind is being blown right now. Listen, John Jones
0: is an asshole. I understand. Like you said, it's not about his personal. Okay, you're right. Okay, just fighting, just fighting. Okay, you know that's one person I can say I've seen. All right, at least
1: I guess we got to keep it to in the ring, even though he's an asshole. Continuing.
0: Um. Oh fuck!
2: (laughs) I really don't want to see John Jones win. (laughs) There's a good possibility that'll happen.
1: You think John Jones would would beat Francis Ngannou?
2: Um. I feel like if he was, if he's actually been training this long, yeah, you know, all this, stuff, and if he's been like training with bigger people, there's a mm-hmm. possibility. I mean, Ngannou can just kill anybody,
1: basically. They say pound for pound, he has the hardest punch out of any UFC fighter ever.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that um, it's the equivalent to a fucking car hitting you.
1: Yeah, they said it's it's Ooh, he, uh, oh Francis Ngannou, the heavyweight champion of the world. Listen, this man is 260, no steroids, natural. Huge. Used to dig sand mines in Africa. With his hands? <laughs> I don't know if it was with his <laughs> hands. But <laughs> no, like, like, no, like, legitimately, bro, he was, like, a, a literal slave in Africa, bro, digging sand and shit like that, working in sand mines. He, like, escaped Africa a couple times and got caught and had to keep going back to the sand mines. Like, his story of getting to the UFC is freaking incredible. If anybody hasn't had a chance to listen to it, uh, definitely check that shit out. It's I mean, it's I mean, incredible. I know how I feel
0: to get in the car. It, no, you listen, like Johnny, that,
1: You know what's crazy? I have a problem. I think Dana White was talking about it, and they, he said it's the equivalent of being hit by a Ford Focus coming at you with full speed. Yep. I don't know how fast the Ford Focus goes, but if, if it could hit 120, can you imagine that, bro? Getting, getting run over by a Ford Focus right in your goddamn face. That mm. would fucking suck. That would be terrible. Who, who's the person that's ever hit you the hardest, Alicia? The, um whether in training or in a real fight.
2: Oh, it was, it was in a real
1: fight. Crackier shit.
2: It was in a real fight. Um I fought this girl named Viviani Pereira. Mm-hmm. She was from Brazil and um God, I, mean, I don't she hit harder than any woman or man I've ever been punched by. Jeez. She hit fucking hard. Um but yeah.
1: Be honest, was she was she a little juicy? You know, was she a little juicy?
2: I wasn't going to say it, but, like... <laughs>
1: listen, man, this is block talk, man. We talk shit over here, man.
2: She was a little juicy. Uh, you know, it happens. I'm so happy that she, she only kicked me once because, like, when she kicked me, like, my whole fucking leg went numb. Oh, like, she, she was happy. definitely a
1: little, a little... I'm not talking about soy. I mean, she, she was getting a little saucy.
2: Oh, yeah, just just a little
1: bit. She definitely had a little bit of the the, the Brazilian Bam Bam cocktail, you know?
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, I <laughs> tell people, I've been in a fight with a guy, like, I'm I'm small. I'm 5'7", like, 135. And that's so, if he got
1: nickels in his pocket. Yeah,
0: that's me fully dressed with my boots on. But I got hit by a guy so hard and was dropped that while I was sitting on the ground, my mind was telling me, like, hey, he hits too hard. Don't get <laughs> back up. <laughs> while well, I and my heart was like, nah, get up. Fight. But then my head was like, no, it hurts. Like, you're continually getting hit, and I'm looking at my partners like y'all see how hard he hit me. <laughs> Help y'all, me! Help y'all me! Standing there, like I had to really fight with myself, and I don't mind fighting. I don't mind taking the L. I take my Ls like I take my Ws, mm-hmm. but that one fight I really had to contemplate and fight with myself, like. Is this something you want to continue to get up? Because you're not winning. Yeah. Is this something you're gonna to continue to get up knowing this man hits like a donkey right now? And you wanna get up and continue. <laughs> He's been punching bricks his whole life. And you fight him. Luckily, I got up, I got hit again, my partner stopped the fight. I got on their ass I was Like y'all to see this in the first 10 minutes? Like y'all to see the, the look on my face. Oh, we thought you had it. The look, of, <laughs> the look of fear in the <laughs> Like, I just kept getting up because you know it's in my heart that I can't just show defeat. But I thought y'all seen it in my eyes.
1: So yeah. So listen, uh, Alicia. Josh got a bit Nicholas Sparks on us last week. So this week I want you to get a little Danielle Steel with us. When did you know? Those are authors, by the way. Read a goddamn book sometime. Uh, when did you know that Josh was your person? Where you were like, oh my god, I love this man. This is who I want to be with and was there anything that you either cut out of your life or added to your life to to make sure to ensure that you could be with Josh
2: um okay so Josh and I were friends for a little while um it was like so I already knew that I liked him as a person and shit so um it was pretty instant for me so when we first met it was like the smallest moment ever um, he fucking, like, fucking just leaned over and kissed my shoulder. I was like, it felt so fucking natural. It was weird. And, like, I don't know, just being around him for the first time, It just, I kind of knew, you know?
0: Oh, uh, that That is so great, Alicia. And I have to say this, and, you know, if y'all see the actual video of us, you'll okay. laugh. Yeah, if you watch the video on YouTube. Yes. But as you were speaking, you know, we spoke to Josh about this. And it's so crazy how y'all both feel about each other. You know, I truly applaud that. But he told us that exact moment. Yeah, he told us literally the exact same moment, that, too. He told us the exact same moment, how it happened. That's what we were like, oh, Nicholas Sparks. Like, yeah. I've never thought about kissing a girl on the shoulder type thing. But he told us that. And it was just so genuine how he spoke on it. And for you to come right behind him and say that was like the, the exact same that's moment. Yes. Yeah. Stepped out and brought you to the mind frame you to that you knew like okay this is him mm-hmm. that and I said it right before I told Boogie right before you said it. I'm like man it'd be crazy if she say the shoulder thing. Yeah if you actually watched video I was pointing to my shoulder I'm like man it's crazy if she say this shoulder thing and you said it. Yeah.
1: That's that's pretty incredible actually. Like I said man listen I know people think that we uh hate women or whatever the fuck but you know we salute real love, real relationships. Yeah. Just I, I mean, look, the bro, That's, that's the goal that everybody wants. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to have that person that they can depend on and love. And mm-hmm. I, I truly believe that genuinely for, for women, women want a man that they can love, admire, and respect. You know yeah. what I mean? If you can't yeah. love, admire and respect a man, I don't think that, well, I don't think if you, if you can't respect or admire your man, you can't truly love him. And then mm-hmm. that leads to, you know, infidelity and then, you know, breaking up, divorce, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And so to to hear you say that and then, like I said, to hear the way that y'all talk about each other with such, like, affection and stuff like that, like, it's really great to honestly hear that stuff. Oh, Thank you. People think we just bash women because, you know, like I said, we just...
0: We talk from our experience and what we're dealing with now. We are not just really committed relationship type guys right now. We don't have a household, that family like you guys are. So we speak just from our experience and Stuff
1: like that. Women hate us.
0: Because I would be real bad. We, the thing, right? We've never gotten Alicia Zap energy is what I'm saying. Josh
1: from you, because he was telling us, you know, like how you really helped him. And you, again, were an asset to his life. And then that's when he mm-hmm. knew, like, I want to be with this person. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we're out here dating, for a lot of guys, really. Mm-hmm. And this is why I say you should date for like six months to a year before you just commit to making somebody your girlfriend or your significant other. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times guys jump into these relationships without actually seeing girlfriend qualities in these women. And then later on when they're, you know, half naked in the club, shaking their ass, posting on Instagram, you know, breath come home, smelling like Dick. They're like, I don't understand why she's like this. Like what? Right. Right. I'm like, you could have seen that from a mile away guy. If you'd have waited a minute, you know, like, I, go, go ahead. I
2: definitely agree with that. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Everybody's at different fucking stages in their life. I mean, yeah. I feel like we've all been at the point where, you know, we don't really have much good to say about the fucking, you know. So feel like there's, there's been times in my life where I haven't had much good to say about men or, you know. So people would have probably thought I hated men too, but. Yeah.
1: It's, it's not that we hate women. It's just that we try to, because we have a mostly male audience, you know what I mean? So we just kind yeah. of try. Hell, men mostly it's like we we have a saying here it's you know that you need to protect your meat and that's money energy attention and time Mm -hmm. because there are some women that they're in their life where they're not looking for a relationship they're looking for a man to give them money to give them energy to give them attention to give them time Uh and they're like my pussy should just be good enough to get all this from you and I don't have to do shit else
2: oh that's just wrong
0: yeah,
1: but I, that's what I'm saying. So we speak from a male's point of view, where it's like, listen, we've run into women like this. So yeah. to protect yourself from women like this, I, you should do a proper. And again, yeah. I hate to say it like this, but a vetting sort I of. Know
2: a lot of women that are like that, like yeah. they're they're not all great.
1: <laughs> no, and listen, there are some guys again because we get on guys' asses too, where it's like, listen, man, if you're doing shit. To where uh-huh. you're not a leader and you're not somebody that is deserving her admiration or her respect or her love. Like, I mean, you know, how can you expect her to be faithful to you or want to be with you? Mm-hmm. If you're basically a fuck boy, like the only thing you are good for is like a fun one night. And then they're like, I don't understand why women don't want to be with me type shit.
2: Right.
1: You know, yeah. like people are legitimately confused about that. Like, it's crazy. Because <laughs> I, I, listen, man, I, I've, I've been running a social experiment where I've been asking women this question. And I want to ask you, Alicia, because I think that you would have a good input on this. What do you think men want? Like, from from the opposite sex, what do men want?
2: I feel like that's a, like, I feel like that's a little bit of a complicated question. The obvious answer is that men want sex, but I feel like it's a bit oh. I would... Oh, I would like after sex. This is after
1: y'all have already slept together. I, like,
2: I would think that, you know, everybody wants some comforting of some sort.
1: Um, So
2: I definitely think that men probably want a lot more than just sex and it's about figuring that out before you give the sex.
1: Yeah, This is my thing, right? So what I say is this. I I think that in initial attraction one, a woman will know if she wants to fuck you within the first 15 minutes. Would that be an accurate? What was that? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for being real about it. I appreciate that. A lot of women like a lot of those. But uh, so I, I say that to this as a man your initial goal yes is to try to get sex out of this woman that you find sexually attractive you know what I mean mm-hmm. and and women enter uh, dating most of the time with I want to be in a relationship with this person who I think is my best option at being able to provide for a possible future family and mm-hmm. stuff like that you know mm-hmm. so m- most women though they don't Really understand that after sex, the ball is kind of in your court where it's like, okay, I did. I showed you everything that I had to show you for you to want to sleep with me. Mm -hmm. Now you need to show me why should I continue sleeping with you regularly and get in a relationship to where a lot of women don't understand that men are pretty simple, basically, where it's like I want somebody who brings me peace, who's going to be an asset in my life. You know not not saying again because I, I don't believe that women should pay for anything monetarily like financially I think that that burden falls upon a man mm-hmm. me personally but I, I think that she should be an asset to your life like how uh again you know that you know Josh is a recovering addict so you never mm-hmm. put that sort of pressure on him and stuff like that you're always a, a source of peace as he's let us know you know mm-hmm. and somebody who quite frankly honestly doesn't embarrass him in public. Like men don't want to take their girl around their friends and everyone laugh at him because all his friends have had a turn with her or they've all seen her yeah. half naked on OnlyFans. Yeah. Or you know stuff like that. Like and that's really what men want. And a lot of women don't know that or really give a fuck about it. I
2: mean, you you got to be classy. And
1: um... listen. No, nah, listen. You you can be nasty, but with me, don't be nasty all for the internet. <laughs>
2: No, you be be classy, you know, out in public, but like, you know, fucking at home, it's completely different. No, yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly. And like I said, a lot of women don't see the problem with like, I don't see why I have to delete my OnlyFans. I don't see why I have to stop being a stripper. I don't see why I have to stop talking to all these guys that are giving me attention and money. And basically, I know they want to fuck me, but I like them around anyway so they can pay for all my shit.
2: Um, My content has completely changed since I started dating Josh. Um, Actually, since the first time we fucking actually met in person, my content has completely changed. Um, I used to post like boudoir um, shots and stuff like Mm -hmm. that.
1: Yeah.
2: um, But I don't feel like that's appropriate now that I have a boyfriend.
1: Yeah. And and see, a, a lot of... It's crazy. A lot of women don't think like that. They're like, I don't see the problem with me posting myself half naked. Where, like I said... Because this is my thing, right? I'm, I'm not a controlling person. I'm never going to try to control a woman where I'm like, hey, you have to do this. Like, no. But I do let it be known that there are options. I'm like, listen, you can keep doing this if you want to. But girls that I take seriously and that I date and that I call my girlfriend don't post half naked photos of themselves. Mm-hmm. And they don't have a gang of male friends that want to fuck them around them at all times. And then after that, it's your decision to do what you want to do. But mm-hmm. if I've let you know... Hey, if you keep doing this, I'm not gonna take you serious. I'm just only gonna keep fucking you and you keep doing it. That's a personal choice. Uh-huh. Just like if, if you tell a man, like, hey, listen, if you don't stop being a fucking bum living in your mom's basement, smoking pot all day, jacking off, I'm gonna leave your dumb ass. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I've always told women before even getting in a relationship and you know, moneybag yo said this, I was like, but you're a reputation of me. You represent me when you when we're out if you're if you're out and I'm not around you you still show me like i should never hear like man your girl was out here doing this and doing that at the club okay i knew she went to the club but that i didn't know she was doing all that yeah. and i'm the same way you'll never hear a female be like girl i see your dude all up in somebody else's face no because for one like he said the respect factor plays the biggest role to me respect mm-hmm. Loyalty are my two things. You yes. can't have loyalty if you don't respect the person. Respect mm-hmm. someone one, because that everything else is going to fall under that. Because you respect the person, you will love them, be loyal to them in all you, aspects of the relationship. You'll take their feelings, into yeah. Consideration. You'll take you will think about them before you make an action. If you're going out and doing something and your mindset don't say, Oh, what would Josh think about if I if he heard about this and it falls under how they say integrity. Like doing things when no one else sees you. Like it's the same thing in a relationship. I'm not gonna be around you 24 seven, but mm-hmm. I know for sure that you're not out there randomly doing things. I know for sure that I trust you enough to go out, handle what needs to be handled, deal with your daily life, and come home to me, and I never hear nothing ill of it.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, definitely respect is huge, and just like you said, I like. If you don't have respect for your partner, um, it's not—it's just gonna lead to a lot of worse things, I guess.
1: It's just gonna snowball into other things, cause that's what I say about keeping a line, man. Like as a, as just as a person, not even as a man or as a woman, but just as a person. If you don't have a clear-cut line of like, hey, this is my boundary, and Mm -hmm. you have to constantly push it back because this person keeps pushing your boundary, then. One, they don't respect you because they keep pushing the boundary. And if you've let them know, hey, this is the boundary and you keep crossing it, how much do you really respect that person, you know? And then I think to take it a step further, to a certain degree, you also lack a little bit of sort of respect for yourself. Because if you have some sort of self-respect and you're like, hey, listen, this is my line. And you keep trying to constantly cross it. And I keep allowing you to push my line back. Well, you know what I mean? Like how. how
2: That's what I was thinking as well, actually. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, the more that you keep pushing that line back, like, you're not respecting yourself and you're not doing yourself any favors by letting this person just do whatever they want.
1: Yeah, because then the person that you're with is just going to keep thinking like, oh, the line has moved again, so I can continuously move this line.
2: Yeah, like, it's, it's okay to do whatever.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I cheated on her one time and she forgave me. I can do it two times. I can do it three right. times. I can do it four times, you know? Completely. And, again, it's the same thing with men. Like I said, man, if if you don't – I think a lot of men are scared to speak up because a lot of men have this drought thought, like this famine thought of like – yeah, I'm going to be a little crude quick, Alicia, but okay. oh, my God, this is the only piece of pussy I'm ever going to get for the rest of my life. I will never get another woman ever again. So I have to bend backwards and give up all my principles and morals so she won't leave me and I won't lose access to pussy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean it's yeah. true. It yeah. is true that he says that and I I've dealt with a female and she, she was as he said she wanted me to do all this different random kind of stuff mm-hmm. and I asked like well what do you bring to the table what am I gaining out of this oh you're having sex with me wow that is not enough do, do,
1: do and you think I, that's valid Alicia by the way when, when women bring that up like when they say like, oh, what do you bring to this relationship? Oh, I fucked you. You think that's I bad? Know. Like that
2: that that is bad. Like, um, just it's the same as giving a fucking blowjob for a gift on a holiday. That's not a fucking gift.
1: No. Nah. Like- <laughs> that's a Tuesday. No. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Right. Right.
2: laughs> but um, no, like you should make this other person happy and like wanna be a better person. Like you should bring a lot of positive qualities into their life other yeah. than fucking them.
1: Like that's yeah. not
0: enough. Because I feel like we're fucking each other, though. So I feel like that that cancels each other out. Exactly. We're we're both having sex with each other. So what are you bringing? And she, hey, okay, I understand what this is. And I I tell people this all the time. I went eight and a half years in prison with no sex. Mm -hmm. It is no way impossible in this world now that a woman can use sex as a trap for me or as a thirst bait that I'm going to do what she wants. No, because I just went eight and a half I went eight and a half years with all that, like bring something else, bring some other excitement it's not always physical with a lot of men, like yes physical come and play and we enjoy it, but like you said the mindset, how you treat me, how you treat my loved ones around me and all of that plays the 85% role in the relationship There
2: also has to be some depth, you know, like this person has to be interested in some of the things you're like, you have to be able to talk about something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You definitely, you definitely have to connect on a certain level, but see, this is why I tell men you should date like how women date. Cause, and what I, what I mean by that is uh, this. Uh, so, you know, Steve Harvey had that very famous book where it's like a uh, think like a lady, act like a man.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah. I, th- I think that men should act like a man and think like a lady when okay. it comes to dating, because women have an abundance mindset. Because let's be honest, Alicia, yeah. you could walk down the street and 10 men will try to hit on you. Right. Yes. So you're like, there's an abundance of dick out here. There's so many men. You're, you're like women were hurting for a man's attention. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas, and again, men think, oh, my God, I have one woman's attention. I need to covet this attention and never let it go and strangle it to fucking death. Yes. Well, I, I think that men should approach it more like how women approach it, where it's like, listen, there's statistically 3.2 single women for every single man in the world. I'm gonna be fine. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, you know, but a lot of men don't think that. They're like, "Listen, I have to strangle." She smiled at me. I gotta go in for the kill. They're like, "Listen, I gotta, I gotta put her in an Alicia Zap fucking guillotine, and you know, choke this shit. <laughs> don't leave me ever because I love her so much." <laughs> and look, that's how a lot of men lose lose women. You know, I mean, I'm. I'm fairly certain that in a previous relationship, let's be honest, you've had a dude who's probably been very clingy and it's been very yeah. unattractive. Yes. Right? Um,
2: it is very unattractive. Like, um, yeah. When people are that clingy or.
1: They want to be wanted, not needed.
2: Yes. Wanted, not needed is the best uh, way to look at it. Cause like, I mean, I've, Lived on my own for a while. Like, I traveled around half the country by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty comfortable doing anything. And, like, I also do have the approach that, like, well, there's a lot of men out there. Um, and I think that if men had that um, mindset, it would probably end up helping a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, and get rid of, uh, because I always say that I want a co empowerment relationship, not a codependent relationship.
1: Oh, that's good. I like that.
2: Thank
1: you. Thank you. Yeah, going to trademark that. Just know that's being stolen right now as we speak. The LLC is being processed, actually. Just be <laughs> cool about it, Alicia. Be cool about it. But, yep, <laughs> yep, you, you can use it all you want. <laughs> uh, thank you. No, but uh, yeah, yeah, man, like I said, a, I just think it's a fundamental difference because I also think that men and women have opposing dating styles because just from a, a biological standpoint, right? Where it's like, when we first started off, you know, it's fucking cavemen, Neanderthals, whatever you want to call it, Uh, men wanted to spread their seed far and wide where they wanted to get as many women as possible. You know what I mean? Yes. As in women who were in danger from nature and the elements and animals and shit like that, and they needed to protect their children, would get the highest quality man that they could get. Mm. You know, so naturally those are opposing because one wants quantity while the other wants quality. Yes which are opposing viewpoints, completely opposing. Yeah. And I think that some men still operate like that. And some women also do too. Cause I think some women take on a very masculine view of dating in a weird way where it's like, uh, like, like how you said earlier, like the, the alpha female, right. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, Oh, I'm an, I'm an alpha female. So I'm going to act like a man and show manly qualities because that's what i'm attracted to I hate so he should be attracted to that too
2: i hate that i'm sorry but i know um quite a few women that are like that and just because you are an alpha female you should not be acting like a male like male or a you know no i i get that what you're saying you should not be acting like the alpha one or the dominant one
1: yeah.
2: like, like the guy just let him have that role he's fucking dumb little Belittle his masculinity, you
1: know? Yeah, because I, I think a lot of men, you know, you have to go out into the world and create something, and you're basically h- how I use it is, it's like you're like in you're like in Game of Thrones, you know what I mean? Like you're in medieval times, mm-hmm. and you have to go out there and slay dragons every day. The last thing you want to do is come home to the castle, and then your fucking queen bitches at you about not cleaning the goddamn toilet,
2: right? You know? Right? Or you didn't slay that fucking dragon the correct way?
1: Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, ah. Uh, like, oh, fucking Lancelot did it last week in 10 minutes under, you piece of shit. Like, well, right. <laughs> Fucking, uh, you know, and then Lancelot causes a drinking problem, but we're not going to get into that. Right, right. <laughs> but no, yeah, man, I, I, I just think it's a fundamental difference. And I, I don't think enough people have these conversations mm-hmm. between men and women because I think that some women, and if I'm going to be honest, a lot of, I don't even want to say the word beta, but like, honestly, cuck-ass men don't yes. hear in that shit where it's like, no, you're fucking wrong. Women are empowered. They don't need men for shit. And I mean that's true. You don't need a man, but you definitely want one.
2: Uh, definitely, yeah.
1: Was uh, it the cuck ass man that got you They got I you? I love it.
2: I love it. Um there's a lot of cuck ass men out there and... there we
1: go, man. You can you can trademark that one, Alicia. We'll trade trademarks. Oh,
2: I've used I've used that one before. Oh
1: uh, well there we go then. I but, like it. you know and I, I find it I find it strange, right? Because a lot of dudes will allow weird shit with their girl. Like, so I mean, obviously this is this is an exception, right? But even then it's not because so when I first wanted you on the podcast, right? I only talked to Josh in the beginning, but Mm -hmm. out of respect, because I'm like, hey, listen, man, like I don't talk to other guys' girls. Like Tommy, I remember one time uh he had to call me from his from his girl's phone Mm -hmm. and she called me and then I deleted the number right after. And then like weeks later it came up and then uh she was like, Oh well Boogie has my number and he's like, No, he doesn't. He deleted the number right after. Like I screen video grabbed me deleting her number. So that was like, listen, man, like I, I don't do shit like that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. yeah. That's a sign of disrespect to my friend or to any man really. And there's like I said, a lot of women out here that will entertain shit like that. Where like I said, I, I did have to talk to you eventually because of the podcast thing, but I said, for most of it, I mean, we only started talking, what, yesterday? The, most of the week, I was talking to only Josh. Yes. And where I him that, all the messages.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I, yeah I,
2: feel, I feel better about it that way. Honestly, No, definitely.
1: <laughs> I, I think people, because also, let's, let's be honest, a, a lot of men tend to take any sort of attention from women, like, mostly men that don't get women, honestly. Yeah. They any sort of slight attention from a woman, as in obviously she wants to fuck me, bro. Yeah, you know, and then they will do like inappropriate flirting and touch it and shit like that, man. Where it's like, the fuck's wrong with you?
2: Yep, that happens far too often. Um, and then also being on like the receiving end of it, it's just it's fucking annoying. Yeah, I was gonna say, how, how does
1: how does that affect you? You know what I mean? Like just all these, because I'll be honest, you're just being nice to someone because it's like I should be nice to you because you're a stranger, and I would want somebody to be nice to me, and then they take it the wrong way.
2: Um. I mean, I, I feel like it happens kind of often, and then, like, I would get labeled as, like, a bitch or something, but no, I'm really nice until, like, you just try to fucking hit on me, and then it's like, oh, well, can't be friends with you anymore. That sucks.
1: Yeah. A, yep. I just always find that that interesting. Like I said, I've I've been telling Tommy that we've, we've wanted to get a woman on here for, like, the longest just to kind of, like, talk about views and stuff like that but like i said when you talk to a woman that's in a relationship a successful relationship let me say that she tends to be more realistic and understanding of like in, yeah of like intergender sexual dynamics basically mm-hmm. you know cuz like i said man, a lot of single women will lie to themselves about why they're single to to make themselves feel better that's why i said i think single women give other single women terrible advice cuz they tell them shit on purpose to keep them single cuz it's like oh no girl Hot girl summer's coming up. I can't yeah. get a man on me.
2: Completely and like even if they like don't purposely do it, like they might think they're giving them great advice but it might be the complete opposite and exactly why they are single. Um, so um, yeah women, single women do not give the best advice but I've also I'm also a very introspective person as mm-hmm. it is. So um figuring out, like, shit that I had to change and fix about me before I was ready to get into a serious relationship
1: was pretty fucking huge. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, definitely. Listen, uh mental health is a very big thing. You should definitely be in the right headspace. And that's mm-hmm. another thing, Uh I notice a lot of women, they go through a terrible breakup, and then they go through, like, a hoe phase. Mm-hmm. They think, like, this random validation through an immense amount of fucking cocks is going to make me feel better about myself where it's like self-confidence and self-love where it's like you need to take an introspective look at yourself and realize that you just giving your pussy away like it's a free sandwich on a saturday is not going to help you find a man that you'll love admire and respect in the future especially if you go somewhere frequently where like if you go to the same bar and always pick up men and then you finally want to stop this hoe phase well everybody damn near everybody there is already like you know hit it and they're like They're gonna tell everybody else, be like, "Oh, listen, man, I fucking tapped that." So even if somebody was thinking about taking you serious, again, it goes back to a man not wanting to be embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, I have I've had a woman try to use uh, like porn stars as an exception. They're like, "Well, Mia Khalifa's married," and look at her now; she's fucking divorced. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Because they said like Kim Kardashian, they're like, "Oh." Kim Kardashian is, is uh, successful as far as it goes to dating. I was like, no, she's successful business wise, but as far as dating, she's been divorced right. four times. She's a fucking loser when it comes to yeah. dating.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, got to be fucking respectful. Get out of that fucking hostage and don't take fucking advice from your single friends because they're still in the hostage and they don't fucking understand it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> How many single friends actually ask you for like advice, like when it comes to getting in a relationship?
2: Not really many. Which um, is crazy. Most of my friends are in relationships. Um, nah. Yeah. No. Like, most of my friends are in, like, are married and stuff, so uh, I, I guess I don't have very many single people giving me advice.
1: I get it, man. You don't want to let the whores in. I understand.
2: <laughs> no. Got to change fucking everything. Like, they're going to try to make me go out and party and stuff. No.
1: Listen, that's why I think when a, a woman in a relationship hangs around a bunch of single women, as a man, you should take that as a red flag. It's like, listen, man, she's not going to want to go out and be the only non ho while her friends are turning up.
2: Yeah. And on then the also, gay place.
1: she's you know, not going to be it, like my construction man's at home.
2: Yeah. Anytime that they're fucking fighting, um, the friends are going to be right there being like, oh, fuck him. You know, like, let's go out. Let's get some fucking dick, you know, all that yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, man, it's it's crazy, man. Like I appreciate you being so candid with us, man. Honestly, it's uh it's refreshing.
2: Not a problem. Um, like I said, literally nothing's off the table.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've been talking a lot, Alicia. So I want to give these last uh, two minutes to you, real quick, man. What's up? Is there anything you want to ask us, or anything that you want to promote, or say, or anything?
2: Um, I don't really think I have anything to ask. Um, you guys can check out my book if you want. You can buy that um in my bio on instagram which is at alicia's app which is on every um social media instagram twitter twitch you can also find my youtube by typing my name into youtube um and uh also want to thank my boyfriend josh for hooking up this podcast
1: definitely shout out to josh thomas ladies and gentlemen
2: yeah and um no that's i think that's about it yeah
1: I can say get get the book. Listen to the Dark Arts podcast. It's a podcast that Alicia does with Josh Thomas. Uh, good podcast, great author. Like I said, uh, I haven't read the entire book. Give me a skim through it. But again, this was very rushed in last minute. So I, I only had like three days to try to read it.
2: I am writing a second book now. Um, it's already double as long as that one was. So yeah,
1: okay, I'm guys, hurry up and finish reading the first one so that way y'all can get ready for the second one, man. Okay, cool instagram i believe you have your linked entry right on the uh in your bio
2: yes i do
1: okay so you go to her linked entry that'll take you to her book her youtube all that good jazz make sure you follow her two-time world fucking champion and uh you know she doesn't hate women and she agrees with us so fuck you internet yeah. <laughs> you fucking cuck men and fucking cecil peoples don't come at me with the smoke dog. don't
0: come to houston man
1: don't come out here bro because I'm going to make Alicia least to put you in a guillotine team because I ain't going to do shit because I'm a felon. But at least you're going to fuck <laughs> you up. <laughs> but hey, seriously though, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast, man. And uh, this was honestly great. Shout out to Josh Thomas once again, the, the greatest, baddest motherfucker that I know. Thank you. All right. Thank Bye. you so much. A great day. You too. Bye. Just a bit. Just, we'll finish off 10 minutes just you and me. Exactly. But man, talk about a great interview, dog. Holy shit. Again, man people don't want to believe <sighs> us bro Ooh,
0: shit.
1: again we don't get bitches fuck you nigga <laughs> i don't know what to tell you i'll just say man this is great it's, but uh, that was a, hilarious that was a great fucking episode though man yes. honestly great fucking guest dude and we got a lot more great guests coming up keep a lookout on the instagram we'll keep posting who it is holy shit my thighs are white god damn i shouldn't have wore the short shorts but anyway uh that's only for the youtube video guys if you want to see some skin but no you don't you don't it's hairy. But we're not gonna get into that. Anyway, uh once again, shout out to the great at Alicia Zapp on Instagram. Shout out to the great Josh Thomas. We have a bunch of great guests coming up this week. I just have to finalize the dates. But the week of they will be posted. So you'll be able to see their Instagram uh handle on the on our story. So that way you can uh follow them, give them likes, follow them everywhere, man. They're freaking great. And uh thank y'all again for coming back for another week of Block Talk. And uh NBA playoffs, man, God damn. I told you Dallas was gonna get one. Da-na-na, da-na-na. Da-na-na. I told you Dallas was gonna get one though, but that might be their only one. I don't see them getting another one. I don't. Because look, Golden State's gonna want to close it out as quickly as possible, and Steph and Clay are not gonna play that bad
0: again. Yeah, they, they want to rest because they see what the Miami and Boston doing. Oh, that's gonna be so, a slugfest. So that's it. Uh, we can get some way needed rest. Final start June second. June second. Oh, what is that so, next week? Yeah, 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 next yeah, week. Yeah, next so. week. So, June 2nd, the final start. So, if they can pop them tomorrow and end it, they'll have a week. A little Some of change, yeah. A week to oh, yeah, deal be a with week, yeah. yeah, deal with them. So, I know they're shooting for that. So
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you have to. And Don't then, like say. I said, uh, after that, I mean, it's going to be kind of a dry spell for the summer as far as sports go. But then the NFL will start up, and uh, up. it's full fucking swing.
0: I ain't going to lie. I'm already watching baseball. Oh yeah! I'm already watching. How about them strolls? I was oh, watching the strolls. How about them strolls? Tucker, Tucker, you know Tucker pushed it out the park the other night for yeah, three runs. So I've been watching. Keep I'm playing. not gonna lie, man. That dude that we got to replace Carlos Correa, talk about they. We got some sluggers. They do. They oh good. That really, bats, big really bats. had a whole. They call it a home run, a personal home run derby. Yeah, a, while, a couple games go where next five batters. Took it out the park. Listen, man, if, if our if our bats get hot, people are fucked. Yeah, that we can point. definitely score. And
1: like I said, our defense is also fucking top goddamn tier.
0: It's always been for me when it come to them it's pitching, how they rotate the pitcher. Yeah, not the pitcher by. Itself. I mean, our
1: starters are good, but it's usually it's after, them. after them. Our first two are good, like Verlander and. Uh, I can't. Remember. I can't remember the second dude's name right now. But probably it's assert. when
0: it get deep into. I'm gonna say our closing. Yeah. Like if we up by a run. Or something like that, or two runs, and we're trying to close out the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, it seemed like we get hell with our pitchers. Yeah. And but, we go through three, four pitchers and in two innings down there. Yeah. So
1: But hey man, it is what it is. I'm still uh, watching
0: y'all strolls, man. Love them jerseys too.
1: Them new space city ones, man, I got that hat. I can't wait to get a jersey. But um also like I said, if you look at our Instagram, uh we definitely have Josh and Alicia there. Also, like I said, give them a like, give them a follow on all their social media and stuff like that. Uh, we sent them some shirts. Uh, I've been coordinating with Josh and Alicia. They should get it Friday. And so it's a custom one-of-one block talk uh, exclusive. If you come on and you're a guest, man, we make sure to get you a shirt to say thank you. Always. Always. And uh, we love it. And like I said, uh, maker shirts. If you want one, send me a DM. But only if you're a slut maker, man. Don't be out here fucking simping for bitches wearing a slut maker shirt. It makes us look hoodies, better.
0: Hoodies coming soon, man. Yeah, hoodies and hats hopefully coming soon. Hoodies next week, probably. Yeah,
1: let us know. Uh,
0: I actually want to run an
1: idea by you also. And I know my sister watches and, or listens. What's but hi, uh, I want to I do a sister-sister episode where I'm Unique and Rosie come on here. Because I think that would be great and I think it would be hilarious. You
0: no, know, we can set that up uh, she's out here.
1: Because apparently I can only talk to you through Instagram. Rosie, I love you. Uh, hit my bitch ass up. Alright Thank y'all again man Block Talk Another great week We'll see y'all next week Ancho